0: Alright guys, I gotta tell you, strap it in for the day Because I met this gal at a freaking summit And her whole presentation had me cracking the fuck up Um, I just love her vibe, I love her energy This is going to be a fun one So I'm bringing in Rachel Kaplan I'm Donnie Bovie and this is Donnie Success Champion
1: You want to quit right now, don't you? I see it in your eyes You want to give up right now but you can't give up on the fight right now. Look up. The finish line is in sight right now. Your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now. The fruits of your labor are just turning right right now. That's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now. The unbelievable is now believable. You're reaching new heights right now. The ground is no place for champions. The ground is no place for champions. The ground is no place for champions
0: rapel 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 <laughs> rachel welcome to the show my dear please um, tell us your story
2: oh uh, well thanks for having me and uh botching my name i love it um that's
0: yeah, awesome it's awesome yeah i think you know you got a professional podcast host when he just totally blows your name completely up
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter right right um yeah so my story and Uh, I'm assuming you mean, like, the the deep, dark, real story, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, can you do me a favor?
2: Sure.
0: Because you just launched a really badass podcast. I did. What's the chance you could pull off your pitch for our listeners really quickly? Oh, my
2: God. I know it by heart.
0: Oh, fucking guys, listen to this. (laughs) Have some fun and let it rip. All right,
2: we're going to start with the pitch. I'm going to take my mic out of the stand for this one. (laughs) Okay. So... Success, folks. What did you do to make that feeling go away this morning that you had to poop? Did you buy something, eat something? Did you post something on social media to try to get enough likes? Or did you go to the nearest bathroom and take a poop? I'm guessing you did number two, literally, because you're potty trained. So you know that that is the only way to make the feeling that you need to poop go away. But unfortunately, you are not emotionally potty trained, so you, like me, and so much of our culture, waste countless hours, money, energy, effort, trying to medicate and distract yourself out of your painful human emotions, and it just doesn't work. When instead, you could just learn to let those hard feelings move through you like a good poop. I'm Rachel Kaplan. A successful psychotherapist and the host of the new and noteworthy podcast, The Healing Feeling Shit Show. And I've got sad news, happy news and amazing news. The sad news is that when I was just 14, my first love committed suicide and that loss devastated my life. The happy news is it set me on a relentless pursuit to study the world's healing technologies. And the amazing news is that I have streamlined the single most effective and necessary skill that you, Donnie, and your listeners need in order to have real well-being, true healing, let go of imposter syndrome, and live the life of your dreams. And it's as simple as fucking potty training. Let's (laughs) collaborate, join the feelings movement, and let's flush this shit out together.
0: well oh, that's so fucking awesome all right now, so imagine you're in a room where you got a, a tons of people pitching to try and get on your podcast and somebody like Rachel steps in and drops that on you if you got a show like mine you're fucking bringing her on I mean that's all there is to it
2: <laughs> yeah. super glad to be here and that was an amazing experience it was a powerful thing to meet so many people um, really at the heart of their story and their mission. Yeah. And then to see how people do under pressure, because it's a lot of pressure to, to do something like that in front of 200 people. Um, and it really showed me, buckle up, girl. you got. <laughs> Whereas
0: my people would tell you, suck it up, buttercup. It's about to get real.
2: I mean, I just referenced my story, um, but it really, I mean, I was your average, um, you know, semi-secure, sensitive, awkward, you know, almost teenager. I had, I would say that this is not um, where all of my challenges and issues started. I was just growing up like everybody was growing up, but the first person that I really became obsessed with, um, in love with, just wanted to be with all the time. He was really kind of all I cared about, and it started when I was 12, was this boy, this young boy named Keith, and we were together for a couple years. We were friends you you know he he and he was like you know handsome athletic sarcastic hilarious the class clown popular all the things right um and then you know in 1994 when we were both 14 uh this whole kind of situation unraveled where i thought he was gonna maybe go to a drug rehab for a couple months um, but, and I'm not going to spoil the story because actually episode four of the healing feeling shit show is the narrative in full glory. And
0: nice, more- shameless plug. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I mean, I don't get anything from you hearing that, but you're going to have a much more beautiful, you're going to have a big old soppy cry kind of poop that day when you listen to it, you're going to have your heart broken for your 18 or 14 year old self. But anyway, basically I was the subject of his suicide note. Ugh. Um, Fuck. And yeah, he killed himself. Uh, and you know, and I and I actually put my life on the line. I, I was I felt quite trapped in the situation. It's funny, I'm kind of like leaning over to the left because I'm trying to avoid this glare in my room. <laughs> yeah. but it looks like I'm falling over. It's it's just it's just the light. Um, so I I did everything I could. I was you know I didn't know what to do. I was a child, but I basically discovered that, or I thought that the best option to try to stop him was to tell him that I would kill myself also. And, um, so I did that. I told him that I told him I'd never forgive him. And still, um, the next morning I woke up to, um, you know, and it took me some, you know, effort to find the suicide note because It was left in his house and his family didn't understand it. It was cryptic. Only I understood it, but it basically his suicide note meant, um, uh, make sure my sun still shines. Our nicknames were sunshine. So make sure that I don't commit suicide also, but no one knew that, but I did. Um, so that, I mean, Talk about that'll fuck you up, right?
1: Like,
2: um, you know, I think suicide is just utterly devastating for anyone at any age. It's really, um, and, and I'm not going to get into how far out metaphysical I am, but just so your listeners know, and you know, if you, if anyone's drawn to this, it's also devastating for the person who does it. And I do think part of my mission now as I, um, harvest the gifts of this, you know, brutal journey that started in so much pain is to plug for the whole world that maybe suicide actually isn't an end to the pain um you know i'm not we won't go there because i don't know what everyone believes what they believe about what death is and what's on the other side or not but um you know it's devastating for everyone involved and um i i like to it took me a while for a lot a lot of years i just felt like well i had to do this i had to kind of start studying these healing modalities i had to move toward relief and wellness. But it was really a choice. I should give myself credit. I could have become a drug addict, right? I could have committed suicide myself. I could have, um, you know, I did try things like moving into the recesses of my very quick mind for a few years. That was fun. Became bitchy and jaded and sarcastic and um, all kinds of methods to avoid this pain. But basically, I'd say by the end of high school, I started um coming back down the long six inches, eight inches. What do you think? How long is my neck? I'm not sure. Um 24. 24 inches. <laughs> we got a giraffe over here. Um I just started descending the length of my neck um metaphorically back into my body where I really was pretty devastated and in pain and and um that was the beginning of a long journey, a very long journey. And what's cool about what I'm doing with this, um, you know and feel free to just wink at me if you want me to shut up I gotcha
0: I gotcha okay <laughs>
2: um uh is that you know it really did lead me all over the world and part of in the last you know year it's been almost exactly a year since I've been making my podcast and getting it out what I what I've harvested what I've realized in the you know kind of offering this um into the world is like i really haven't been at this for 25 years and you know this my journey specifically brought me to um i lived in nepal for a year that's the little tiny country between you know where uh, mount Everest is between china and india for anyone who doesn't know (laughs) or didn't understand what i said um (laughs) there i i you know Started studying yoga and the Eastern traditions pretty young. Started teaching yoga by 22. Um, majored in Eastern religions. Learned all kinds of like what does the East have to offer as far as healing. And then I became I have a master's in counseling psychology and went to, you know, did all the training. I've done all the cutting edge modalities and trainings in Western psychology. And the person who is the most fucking helpful, really, like the person I own my well being, my happiness, my life to, is this. Um, someone who calls himself a traditional song healer, you're probably like, what is that? I have
0: no idea what that even means.
2: Yeah. Um, it's almost, I mean, the best thing, the word that will... Um, peak, the closest association for your listeners and for you is shaman. Okay. He's someone who has become deeply initiated into a native path and who is like a very gifted healer. I'd say he's one of the most powerful healers alive on the planet. But he would hate that I'm talking about him on some <laughs> internet. Um, I've, I've agreed to him to not use his name, um, but really the work I did with him, which was pretty badass, talk about badass. I mean, I have brought forth fire with a bow drill set that I fucking carved myself. That is, I've I've been like on international like rock and roll tour by myself and and bringing forth a fire, carving a set and bringing forth a fire is still the coolest thing I've ever done. But anyway, um, the healing technologies that he had and the way he confronted me and showed me um, all the ways that I was still in pain and still acting out from that pain really changed my life, um, and you know there's a whole magic to it. Just one thing, you know, I already mentioned this. Um, this is a side note, but I happen to be a divorcee, which I highly recommend.
0: <laughs> I highly recommend.
2: Um, wow. You know, and just one thing is like if you hear if someone says they're divorced, like probably the right answer is congratulations, because you know we're all so conditioned, and so much of what I'm helping people understand is how to relate to the conditioning that we have we're also conditioned to think that what makes people happy is you know achieving these like lists of what our society you know gives us like the white picket fence the this the that the this and that and you know if it's not the right marriage if it's not the right job if it's not the right you know it doesn't matter how great you look on instagram you know if you don't feel happy inside like really happy inside or really solid inside then you know you're living a lie and you know it you know it right but anyway right,
0: let's jump in you get a fun shit we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun here
2: Well, so. just the one thing i want to tell Go. you is that Um, The reason I was working so hard with that healer is because I was in this beautiful but very challenged marriage. And the day that I finally and organically, without any effort, like I wasn't trying to control this, left the marriage, was the 22-year anniversary of that young boy's death. Oh, wow. And I was scheduled to move into this apartment on a Monday, but it was really rainy. Um. So, we pushed the movers and I pushed it back, and I ended up moving out of my marital home on the dead boyfriend's birthday. So, all I'm saying is there is a magic in the universe and <laughs> brought me full circle to be able to offer what I'm offering. And thank you, Donnie, for letting me finish that story. I wasn't just a, really uh, bringing up the fact that I'm divorced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's all. Awesome. now. All so. right. So, so if you remember anything about me at the thing, I am not a big woo woo guy. And I, I so loved how many people were talking about the woo woo stuff at that event. Um, yeah. It was quite humorous to me. Um, I mean, even so far that I had a couple of people there try to do some of their woo-woo stuff on me to to get on my show, and none of it worked. I mean, but but, but it was still funny to watch them try. But you know, I say all that to say I'm not a complete skeptic. You know, I, I do believe in some of the stuff. What I, I couldn't tell you what it is that I believe in, right? Yeah. But you know, so God, what a fucking crazy ass ride! Yeah. What made you decide to go overseas?
2: You know, I was in high school. Um, my mom went back to college to finish college while I was in high school. And she was in this Eastern religions class. And she was like, you know, Rachel, I think you might be a Hindu. <laughs> and she was wrong. And I had a huge moment actually while I was living over there. It was Christmas and I was at a... Um, Hindu ashram um, and they were doing this whole Jesus thing and I was like what the hell am I doing here like I'll never be a Hindu I'm not a Buddhist even no matter how dope your meditation practice is like I'm a Jew like why am I so far from exploring the actual roots I have Um, you know I just I what I was looking for I, I would say that you know this experience really um made me question what, what is reality and how can there be God? How can the universe be good or be safe when something like this happens? Um, You know, and there's all kinds of books like, you know, when bad things happen to good people or it's just like, you know, if we're really awake to just, You know, no woo-woo, just like you're living in the world. It's hard to grok how there's so much pain and there's so much suffering and, you know, inequality and all these things. And so in some way, I I kind of put my, what I had been raised to believe was God um, in the Jewish world or the Jewish religion um, on hold. I was like, no, I don't believe this. And I was just looking for some answers. And also I'd say Judaism has a a kind of hidden mystical side. Um, And so I was looking for something that felt more, explicitly alive um and you know one thing just to speak to the woo-woo I I like (laughs) I mean it's funny because I'm like the real deal in the sense of I've actually studied all that shit I speak Nepali you know I've I've deeply delved into these different traditions um and I can't stand when people lead with that I mean and and (laughs) you know especially like on dating apps it's like when a guy you know uh, or like looks like they're just like, they just can't wait to tell me how spiritual they are. I kind of want to puke in my <laughs> mouth. It's, like I think if you're really spiritual, it means that you're you're a good person. You don't have to brag about it. You're showing up to your life. You're functioning well in the world. And it's like a very personal private connection that does not need to be on display.
0: Well, it's even funner when you happen to find yourself at a place where somebody automatically starts reading what your horoscope.
1: Uh-huh,
2: <laughs> right.
0: And they're way off and wrong. Uh-huh. And when you tell them they're wrong, they get really pissed off.
2: Yeah. Very spiritual right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, just, they're completely into stuff you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, I don't know, some people carry your stuff around, like it's a flag or a badge of honor that uh-huh. they've, they've done something, you know, yeah. and, you know, it just, it doesn't define you, but some people no. want it to. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and this, this experience right now being so deep in the energy of the podcast and what I'm doing there is interesting because it definitely connects me more to that suicide. But, um, you know, like probably as recently as five or seven years ago, like most of my friends knew nothing about the story. I mean, it was a cool experience to go from being so defined by that to really like not actually defining myself by that at all. And now I'm I'm kind of in this place where – I'm holding both, which is like you know this really did impact my whole life. It changed the entire trajectory. I mean, I could be a fucking accountant. Who knows? Like, who knows what I would be? Um, and it's hard, I, And I can't even regret. I would never regret that it happened in the sense that that would be regretting who I am and what I'm doing in the world. And I also hold that it was really devastating. It really actually made it a lot of things really hard. And so to be able to be with both, you know, the gift and also the 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 challenge. It was a a, a terribly um, a terrible burden that ends up being profoundly useful for hundreds of people, you know, and hopefully right. now more than that.
0: Well, and you know, I'm a firm believer that everybody goes through something and it shapes them. It doesn't mean they were meant to go through it, but a damn sure shapes their journey of, of who they become. And oftentimes you can look back on things and at least in theory go, well, that taught me this, right. You know, it doesn't mean it necessarily taught you that, but you can take a lesson away from it. You know, if not,
2: um, you're
0: asleep. Huh?
2: and if not, you're asleep. You're yeah, waiting agreed. for challenges.
0: <laughs> agreed. Um, well, most people avoid the challenge altogether. They don't want to step into it, right? They don't want to one relive it because it's, it's too traumatic, horrifying, whatever. They're not looking for the lesson, right? Or, or the flip side of it, um, they, they won't create challenges in their life moving forward. Because they're afraid of what they may discover once they put themselves in, you know, that situation. Right. How did you come up with this whole shit, you know, thought theory?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you in one second, but I just want to speak to what you just said because it's really powerful, which is, it's true. Like what you just spoke to is really at the heart of what I'm teaching with the shit show, which is um, that if we are trying to avoid our pain and it makes sense that we are, you know, it's the best strategy all of us have come up with. Um, it, there's some biological and kind of early childhood origins for trying to avoid our pain. And then our economy is literally funded, um, by us believing that, you know, if we buy the next thing, we'll feel worthy. And so all of the messages everywhere are not go have your pain. They're, You know, you need this and you'll feel better if you do this and this and this. And so what that does create, if we have that fear of our pain, our emotional shit, what I'd say, um, we we don't, we can't actually live our lives. We can't take risks. Those people are not going to be blowing up their businesses. They're not going to be ragingly successful. They're not going to be willing and brave enough to fall in love because all those things become, you know terrible risks. And what I think the outcome of someone who learns how to feel their feelings and goes through this deep healing journey, um, that I'm creating, or just, you know, deals with themselves, um, in whatever way is emotional resilience. And I say that emotional resilience is the new happy. It's better than happy because it's like, if you do the healing work, you know, I feel pretty happy a lot of the time, but it's not, no one's going to be happy all the time. If you're alive, we're all going to die. We're going to lose our cell phones. Shitty things happen. It's like, that's not what life is. Life is not a journey of only happy. But if you know, and I know that I can handle any feeling that comes because I can move it through me like a good poop, then I can actually be who I am. I can take these big risks. I can put myself out there because I know that when it gets hard, I'll just deal with it. And that's what emotional resilience is. And I think it's like ultimately liberating.
0: No, I love it. I love You know, it's interesting is the years I spent in the sales training game. I did a lot of study on rejection. Because I was really trying to find the way to work with the people that I was training to get them out of their own way so they could actually go have a fucking conversation. That's all a sales call is. It's just a damn conversation, right? And it was interesting. I tracked this back as far as I've been. They actually tracked rejection as far back as the cavemen. And Mm. here's, here's the thing back in the day with all the dinosaurs and shit. Uh I just thought this was fascinating is if you got rejected from the tribe of people, you were out on your own and And that was dead. Right. You know, and it's an interesting concept and it was funny to stand in front of a room and go dude, this shit is ingrained in you. Yes. Right. You got to step into it and move forward and knowing that shit's gonna happen i love saying shit a lot because you got me saying it because yeah. of the show but <laughs>
2: right. so, um yeah you know i talk about that the same exact construct in in the second episode which is like how do we get so wounded um and it is like that that confluence of that in our in our cells in our nervous systems we're we're wired to feel like if we lose love it's death and there was some truth there right like an unloved untended baby could die right Right. um and there's all kinds of science studies that are backing it and that's what informs um, a field of psychology today called attachment theory about just how important that secure attachment is but if you combine that with the fact that we were raised by flawed humans um, who were doing their best and their parents were probably even having a harder time than they were. But so what we are going to do is we're going to be conditioned based on that biology of we'll die if we're not loved to be who we think our parents need us to be. And the degree of like subtle messaging there and the degree of a, a little infant's effort to stay, to do whatever it takes to stay close to the parent is so deep that what I say is we kind of take all these parts of us and start pushing them down into the, the basement. Right. It's yep. like, so if you're a little boy and you cry a lot and your dad keeps telling you, I mean, this is the classic, right? Like, but boys don't cry or don't be sensitive or um, even when parents just are like, shh, you're okay. You're okay. Shh, you know, it's like, there is this messaging not to feel. And, and so then, and then you tack on middle school and high school. It's like, and then, you know, our, our society It's like, we have all these parts of us. Uh, and the most impactful ones, the ones that really screw people up are the ones that get pushed down so early, but we have all these parts of us that are pushed down into the psychological basement, where we're trying to hide them at the dinner party, or in the locker room, or on a date, and those parts, because they're like not part of us, because we don't show them, because we can't be loved for them and with them, despite them, we end up feeling like they make us worthless or unlovable. Like there, we're not enough or we're too much. Some kind of inherent core wound that makes us feel like if people knew us well enough, they wouldn't love us, and we suck.
0: Yeah, I, I love it because, you know, one of the reasons I launched this show was I, I grew up on inspirational messages. You know, that was my go-to. Give me the good after-school PBS special or <laughs> something, right? That was, that was my thing. And, you know, when I launched the show, I wanted to hear what everybody else, you know, overcame. And because somewhere along my journey, I don't know when it happened, I realized that what you went through, and the minute you can share that story to other people, it is one of the most life-changing things you can do. Is, is share what you've been through because your healing or still, you may still be going through the healing process helps somebody else on their journey. And that to me is one of the most amazing things in the world. But people are so scared of, of that past, of what people will think of them, go back to the rejection side of things, right? They don't want to share what they've been through for fear of what may happen.
2: Right. Yeah. And then we never can realize that we're lovable, even though we're lovable with. And, and when we push all those parts of us, whether it's what we've been through or just what we thought was wrong with us, down, we're not going to create a life that serves us as well. Um, and so, you know, the early journey, and I'm going to come back to your question about just how did I come up with the shit model, but the er- early journey, journey of healing is really about getting very curious about who's in the basement. Who have you pushed down? Who are you trying to hide? And how can you make them the VIP? I recommend one simple, fun, awkward thing your listeners can do is put a picture of you at the most awkward phase, like, you know, a young picture where you were sure that you were really just like, not okay yet.
0: So that was my entire elementary years.
2: Yeah. All so of them
0: put,
2: pick the most horrifically awkward and cutest picture of you and put it on your on your home screen. You know, and every time you look at it, explore, can you turn toward that part of you? Can you look at it without that repulsion or aversion and just be like, oh, look, I was so cute, you know, and start to kind of welcome and basically to heal these parts, the the shortcut and I'll, you know, I describe these things at length in various places, but like you got to turn them from the part that's like sequestered and, you know, the problem, the scapegoat into the VIP. And when you do that. They, cause like, you know, in the beginning, yeah, our parents shaped us and we, there's lots of people who can be angry or play the victim card. But once you're a grown ass adult, which I think most people probably on this podcast listening to this are, it's like, nobody's going to do it for you. Um, and nobody can do it for you. So it's your job. You were the person who kept that part of you in the basement the rest of your life. And so it's your job to reestablish trust with this part. That's like, who the fuck are you, Donnie? I don't know you at all. Right. That I was awkward, <laughs> you know, whatever now, it
0: is. But that's complete ownership, right? I mean yeah. that that is that is truly taking ownership of your life, which is one of the scariest things on the face of the earth for people. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I always didn't record lead and ship back to sales just because that's my game. But you know, people early in my career, my years, I mean, it was always somebody else's fault. Company wasn't providing enough marketing, the 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 economy sucked or or whatever else. And it wasn't until the, somewhere along that journey I got to the point where I said, Fuck, quit blaming everybody else and suck it up, buttercup, and get after it.
2: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> another place where the shit metaphor is so perfect. Um, because can I poop your food out for you? No. <laughs> no. I can't, no matter how much I might codependently want to. So here's the deal: you know, you asked me how where this came from, and it's like you know, I told you I did all this study. It's been a long journey. I've been a professional, like, paid psychotherapist. Thank God I'm paid somewhere because, you know, I'm, I'm in the beginning of I need all your books and supports on how you actually monetize a podcast. But um, I've been doing that work for 13 years and, um, and, you know, doing my own healing work for 25. And so what I came to understand is the single best metaphor um, for any person to get how they needed to learn to relate to their emotions is pooping because, as I said in my pitch, Um, even though I know not everybody has an easy time pooping, just like people can't cry, people can't come. There's all kinds of things that, you know, organic mechanisms our bodies have to keep us in homeostasis get messed up because we get messed up, right? But like, basically I'm going to, um, put out the theory that you have an easier time pooping than you do crying and shaking when you're afraid and dealing responsibly with your anger. So, so generally, we know that when we have to poop, that's the only way to not have to poop is to poop. And it's actually literally the same, um, not, not metaphorically the same. It's actually the same that, that the only way to truly feel better, you know, whether we're anxious or we suddenly get really mad or we're heartbroken, is to allow that feeling to come out of the body. Take the letter E off the word emotion. What do you have? Emotion motion. They mean to move. It's And everyone that I start working with in the beginning, they say to me, but if I feel my pain, if I f- feel my sadness, I'm going to, I'll never stop crying. I'm going to drown in it. And it's very natural fear. But unless someone just experienced a death or a breakup, I'm like, good Let's see if we can, let's put on a timer. Let's see if you can cry for more than two minutes. It's actually tremendously hard it takes like a lot of strength and a certain kind of a lot of what I'm teaching the reason why the the cliche or metaphor um, bumper sticker level um, have your feelings join the feelings movement you know isn't enough the reason why I actually put in hours and hours into creating a course and now I'm putting all kinds of support to that course is that it's actually really hard to do if you've spent most of your life trying to not have your feelings and what are some ways people might not have feelings it's like Drugs, alcohol, buying, I love, I mean, the the white things behind me right now, it's like a closet full of sweaters. If every time I had a feeling, you know, that's my drug of choice. It's like, I buy pretty clothes. I love clothes, but we all have these things that are our go-to, whether it's porn or or success. You know, how many people are trying to think that if you have a beefed up enough LinkedIn profile or you have enough promotions, you have enough money in the account, you're going to feel better about yourself. Well, surprise why do we see so many incredibly amazing talented successful pinnacle of our society kind of artists and creators committing suicide or dying through overdose it's because none of that shit works and what a devastating moment when you reach the top of that ladder you're then alienated because you're famous and people are weird with you and you're still in terrible pain and so what this whole mission is like look guys we have a way to understand it. Every single CEO and business person and political leader and woo-woo person and skeptic, everybody, everyone poops. It is actually as grounded as it could be. It's not woo-woo. It's like our bodies, you know, we sweat, we poop. If we get a cut, we, you know, the body knows how to heal it. Of course the emotional system um, has a, a mechanism as well. And so, you know, it's really just the way to help people understand it. And the last thing I'll say about how I came up with the metaphor um, is that it's very intentional that I'm choosing something that ha- that is shrouded in shame. Like, you know, if I if I dropped a really stinky deuce, I wouldn't be like, I really want you to smell it, come here. Right? <laughs> like, and because there's a little bit of shame we have, it's like, you know, we don't, hopefully we don't advertise our shit, we don't shit with other people in the room, although I have, that's a great way to ruin a, a chemistry. <laughs> it's not a good idea, right? But, um, and so there's some shame about about pooping, but I think there's actually less shame about that than there is around the part that the parts that don't feel like they're enough or that feel worthless. And so I'm intentionally bridging something and then putting it. I mean, the end of my jingle is a flush. It's an amazing jingle. That was the first thing I did. I'm like, I'm making a podcast. I love music. So I'm like making a podcast. And I wrote and sang a jingle. It's awesome. (laughs) It'll get stuck in your head though. But the, the whole, I'm kind of putting this whole, um, information this journey in lightness in humor at every episode has a, a story and, and all of the listeners guys I, i'm running out of poop stories i need your poop story basically <laughs> each episode has a really funny whoops i pooped my pants kind of or something similar oh, i'll
0: send you one um because it involves an rv and extracting the poop out of the rv yes. i've got it uh, so okay. i'll get that story to you yeah,
2: so putting it in lightness like we the truth is is this is really heavy work Becoming uh, able to feel our pain can be scary, but it's like, it's not a big deal. It's no bigger deal than your next poop. Like we don't look at each poop to say, will all of my poops be like this? Or what does it mean about me that I pooped? I pooped yesterday. What if the guys find out I'm pooping every day? Like people don't think that, but we do about our feelings. Oh man, I'm crying again. What's wrong with me? And so I'm trying to be like, lighten up the whole field around it, reduce the shame. Cause that's the only way we're gonna not, you know, keep doing these horrific acts.
0: Let me challenge this just this. a little bit because I, 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 I love where this is all coming from. Um, I really, truly do. But Great. I've been pooping since I came out of the womb.
2: Nice. Right? Yeah, you're
0: right. Everybody right. is. Yeah. is yeah, and I, I'm, shit, I'm good at it. Give me a good strong cup, black cup, coffee, and life is good, right?
1: Yeah. Great, you
0: uh, feel better. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So it's natural.
1: Yeah.
0: It comes to me, right? It, it's 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 clockwork.
2: Right. Yeah. working
0: on yourself is not
2: but it's not working on yourself good like, it? it's, not, it's not like a new age course in the sense of like reflecting what I'm saying is that the emotions so what the way I describe emotions is they're clusters of sensation rolling in squats
0: <laughs> all right
2: okay? so they're like you know they're really intense sensations that you know you when you get angry you might feel a lot of heat rising your your forearms might swell you might um, have tightness in the muscular structure. So,
0: so like in the movie Inside Out, which one of those little characters is this?
2: <laughs> I think that there, there was an anger character, right? Yeah,
0: yeah the red little red dude. <laughs>
2: what I'm saying, and you know, because people have been trying to not, they haven't been feeling for so long, there is work you need to do. I see what you're saying, but I'm saying if we can get the body back into and the ability, the emotional system back into its organic, kind of how it's intended to serve us, what it will mean is, You start, um, and, and, you know, I'll come back to, there's something important about, like, how to deal with people who have a backlog, log.
0: (laughs) 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 Do you, like, sit around and just see how many puns you can come up with?
2: (laughs) Not necessarily, but I will tell you that I am getting, I am now, I've always been associated with the band Radiohead and Rainbows, like, so... Those are, the, those are my brands where people will, they send me pictures of rainbows, like being like, I thought of you. I'm like, how did I do this? This is like stunning branding.
0: If like, you start getting pictures of shit coming.
2: To you. <laughs> I'm at least getting the poop emojis. People like, I thought about you on the toilet today. And you know what? I love it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so if we can get our bodies back to that state where we don't have that massive backlog, then it will mean that when something happens that throws us off, our body will send us the signal very much like you get a signal when you need to shit, you have these sensations, you know how it, to identify, you know, so you would get a set of sensations that you need to identify or that, that you could identify that, oh, I think I need to cry or like, and once you start these practices, like I have practices, episodes seven through 10, and I'm going to give your, your listeners a way to kind of dive right into the action and try it out, um, which I'll tell you about. But like, they each break down one of the feelings. So anger is where I start. It's the most taboo um, emotion. And one of the ways to move anger, I mean, certainly the, the thing I've done and the, that was the best for me is chopping wood, dead wood, with an ax. And I've taken two dozen of my clients out to the woods with axes and taught them how to chop wood but you can also simulate chopping on your bed you take a, a towel or a blanket and you beat the shit out of your bed or oh, your cabinet
0: if somebody wants some work come out to the farm i got plenty of trees that need to be taken down we'll chop some logs up i'll put their asses to work and we'll work on your anger
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> um then they also have to work on probably hitting that, the wood in a certain place but
0: Oh yeah. And then stack it and then clean everything up and put all the tools yeah. away. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes, all physical activity is actually really good for anger work. But so there are certain things you do when you need to have an anger tantrum and there are ways to do it when you're in a car. There are ways to do it on a walk. There's ways to do it at the gym. And, and then there are certain things, a different kind of energy. So like anger, you know, what do we want to do when we're angry? We want to destroy, we want to explode. It's like an External energetic, right? Not to get too woo woo, but what what happens when we cry, right? Or wh- or when we're sad, it's like we want to collapse. We want to, you know, water literally drips out of our face. You know, it's like it's a downward energy. It's a slowing down. It's a um, swampy pooling energy. And so to move that, you have to do a different set of activities. You have to, you know, you can't you can't do great. Um, Sadness work after you've had caffeine because you're gonna be like I feel great. You know, that's why we all love caffeine but um, You know caffeine is fine for anger work, but for sadness work. It's about slowing down It's about how do you swaddle yourself whether it's in your bed or in a bathtub with warm water and sad music like how do you create that kind of containment where you actually can start to open up to how sad you are and the same thing fear and shame are the deeper layers fear is tricky because it's both explosive and implosive and so you have to either kind of have a frenetic fear party where you just twitch and shake that's what animals do literally they shake when they're in you know once they reach safety after trauma they will just shake until they feel better um, or you know with with fear sometimes we feel paralyzed right we can't move we're so we feel helpless and then that would be more of a crying release so it's like what I'm actually teaching you is how do you actually tune into the way these sensations need to move? It's, it's not in the head. It's not in our fancy thoughts. It's like being in the body where we can feel the thing that rises and needs to move just like your poop. And then it's over.
0: So here's an interesting thing is, and I, and I love this analogy. It's, it's, this is a whole thing is actually pretty cool. Um, but, uh, through high school, I was an asshole. Um, okay. I was a guy invited to the parties because of the stupid shit I was doing. And a lot of times it ended up in freaking some stupid high school fight of some sort. So I went to see a counselor on my parents' recommendation. This dumbass counselor yeah. looked at me and said, here's what I want you to do. Every time your anger fills up, I want you to grab an ice cube and slam it against the wall. So it shatters into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. He's like, the other thing I want you to do is if you don't have anywhere an ice cubes, I want you to punch your pillow and this is the two things he tells me Uh let me tell you I chunked 100 ice cubes I punched the shit out of my pillow it didn't slow anything down yeah yeah
2: well I want to do therapy with you but um what do you think was (laughs) going on for you like why were you so angry
0: uh it was upbringing everything else but but you know it's 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 I just I struggle with people putting and I'm not saying you put a blanket over everything yeah. but the the same methodology doesn't work for everybody.
2: Yeah, well there was also yeah that that's not the whole picture and and one of the you know so one of the episodes where I get most into strategy, the next episode is like troubleshooting. I'm like, yeah, that sounded easy. It's not. And here are all the problems (laughs) you are gonna have. And here, and one of the, and like one of the things I speak to is, you know, it's not a fix all. Now the truth is, is it's not a fix all, but anyone who can't have their feelings is going to definitely be not well. You can't, just like if you weren't shitting, you wouldn't be healthy. It's not possible to be healthy if you're repressing all your feelings. But it doesn't mean that having your feelings is always enough. I mean, I think that what, what, what I am outlining for people is always going to be, you know, tailorable and, um, and unique to that person, which is why ideally that's why this is like a fun adventure of how do I make this very personalized work, something that I can share with a massive group of people. I mean, we're coming up on 20,000 downloads at five weeks in, um, and how do I make it useful for them? How do I, and also how do I make myself available and how do I help people kind of work with this. So that's been a fun creative project for me, but like part of it is, you know, the feelings, what I'm, the skill that I'm teaching is the feelings, but the other piece and what I would have wanted to do with you if I was with you back then is really explore what was going on. I mean, you were obviously, when we're children, we're subject to our environment. We can't, we are kind of, it's where, the one place where, you know, victim mentality or, or helplessness, we don't have full agency and control over our lives. We can't set up all the all of what we need. And so, you know, did you have the support you needed to be dealing with whatever you were dealing with? What were those messages?
0: Well, you know, the interesting thing about that time is I went and ended up seeing a different counselor, dude, whatever the hell he was, psychologist. I don't know what he was. Uh-huh. And we sat down, had an hour long conversation at that end of that conversation. He said, I want to talk to your parents. I said, cool, cool. I left the room, went out and sat on the bench. Mom and dad walked out and said, all right, cool, let's go. I asked him years later what that counselor said to him because that session fixed a lot of my shit.
2: Hell yeah.
0: And the reason it fixed it was he simply told mom and dad, let him go, let him fucking explode. He's going to hit rock bottom so fucking hard that he's going to start climbing. Right. He was right. It's exactly what freaking happened. Um you know, so it, it, it was is it, it was an interesting moment because I had an understanding of what I was doing wasn't the right actions, right. but I had no reason to stop. Yeah. It was interesting.
2: Yeah, no, but rock bottom, really, it's something to push up against.
0: Yes. Oh, J.K. Rowling has the best quote of all times on it. Rock what bottom's is- a foundation I built my life,
2: mm. you know,
0: and yeah. I, I freaking love it. You know. And
2: there's a similar thing here in the sense of if we're trying to stay above our feelings, our pain, our worthlessness, our shame. I mean, shame actually burns like hell. I mean, it's like to really feel how worthless and wretched we can feel is actually excruciatingly uncomfortable. So but when we sink down and we get the skills to do that, where to where we actually can experience these parts of us, there's really like there's no stress. There's a sense of peace and this is who I am. There's, and you know, and then things really start to open up and flow. I have clients every week come in being like, I was able to cry for half an hour. And they're so proud of themselves. They're like, they had a, some tantrum and it, you know, it's, it shifts things where the thing that you were trying to not do becomes a thing that you can um, feel strong and own your strength for. And I really think if we don't earn something, we can't own it. And so when there is that challenge of, you know, hitting rock bottom or learning how to overcome your resistance to your feelings and feel it and, Learning how to do all these hard things—that's where we actually feel good about ourselves and proud, and that's when that's what can't be taken from us. That's not the validation. That's like worth.
0: Right. You know, I just had this pop in my head. I have, um, because of my military background, I have a shit ton of veterans that listen to this show, and the, and and the biggest struggle that veterans have is what they get once they get out of the military. It's not usually what they've gone through that destroys them. It's the lack of the buddy system. It's a lack of the camaraderie. It's a lack of those people around that, that takes them down to the wrong and dark paths. Yeah. So two seconds, if you can think about it off the top of your head, how does somebody work through that when you know you spent years with the same 30 guys day in, day out, shit showered, shaved together the whole nine yards, and now you're out on your own? trying to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to be doing with my life?
2: Right. Well, it's, um, it's a really good question. And one of the things that I think it speaks to is, is another piece of the healing puzzle, which is we need to be connected to something bigger than ourselves. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of surprising to me in this day of modern technology, where we've got Facebook groups for fucking everything. I'm surprised, um, that there aren't more ways that, um, that. Well,
0: there, there's groups for veterans. The problem is, is it's the bravado, oh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, so if a, if a guy goes in there and, you know, there's situations where if somebody's really South, the whole groups will who usually will come together and take care of them. Right. You know, but most times, man, if somebody shares what they're going through, it's, it's, it's not necessarily looked upon because you're supposed to be a badass at that point.
2: Right. Well, right? that's the thing. It's like, that's why I feel so strongly about reducing the shame around pain um, and that will help the veterans as well. I mean, one thing, this is not exactly what you asked about with community, but um, I, one of the uh, therapeutic tools I practice, which is like the gold star standard, which every veteran should know about and look into getting, which should be covered through um, you know, the vet insurance, is EMDR. Um, it's sure. an amazing, very effective, very quick um, tool to really process very acute trauma um and then you know if you can't connect or if you can't emdr um Uh,
0: i had a gal on the show that had a very traumatic childbirth Uh and she has like the 50th smallest baby ever born in the world that survived Um, and EMDR is what helped her get through it. I was trying to recall her name, but
2: yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I actually think it should be malpractice to not know EMDR as a therapist. Also just, just to offend everybody. I think that our therapeutic industry is B minus at best right now. and, And part of my show is really being like, come on, people be willing to make people uncomfortable. Don't just try to keep them comfortable for their money. Um, and I, you but know, that's,
0: that's most of the practices to jump in your bandwagon is it's a business for them. They're not trying to help people yeah. If they can keep them longer, less people. They got to go find to use their fucking. Well, service.
2: I'm, I, I started firing my clients. I'm like, you're, this isn't working. And are like, you don't want to do it. You want to be a victim. No, like I don't need your money.
0: <laughs> like, <who laughs> I tell everybody from a coaching perspective, Like, look, if you're going to work with a coach, if they don't tell you that you're going to grow beyond their ability to coach you, then go 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 find a different coach,
1: right? Because yeah. that
0: coach that want to keep you from ever is a fucking idiot right. that doesn't know actually how to help somebody. You know, move forward in their life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So for those vets who are feeling alienated and alone and alone with their pain, I mean, to whatever extent they can start to get that every single human, whether or not you've been in war or not, or been you know in some of the extremes that they've been in or not, is is has pain, and so there's nothing wrong with your pain and if you can kind of if they can start to turn toward it with a little more gentleness and curiosity and care that's a really important word care toward the part of them that's hurting it's like sometimes when when we're hurting we want to attack ourselves like what's wrong with me that means you're literally attacking yourself for being in pain which is like you know you've been shot by an arrow you shoot another arrow just because the first arrow's there it's like it's, we're already in pain. So that's part of what you can do. And then if if the veteran community doesn't feel safe for those people as a means of sharing or connecting, it's really important to find what does. And it doesn't always have to be humans. In fact, humans are often kind of out of balance. Sometimes it's like the natural world is, is often in balance. It's like, you know, if, if you have literally no one to talk to, go find the closest, most Comfortable spot to have a create a relationship with a tree. Go every day and talk to a tree about your pain. You know, find out like what kinds of activities, what kinds of things do you enjoy doing? Um, whether it's like a craft or a hobby or building or knitting. I don't I don't know how many veterans are knitting, but you know, <laughs> what the fuck? It's two thousand nineteen. Um, you know, like some kind well, of a lot
0: of veterans can sew. I don't know about knit, but we can sew
2: knitting for me is so soothing. But um, anyway, it's like, how do we connect to something bigger than ourselves? And um, and part of, but the first step of any of that, because to allow ourselves to be part of anything, we have to start working on um, being kinder toward ourselves, reducing the shame that we are how we are. And just even though we might not know for sure, just imagining maybe other people have these feelings. That's why it's so healing when we share our stories and we start talking about the worthlessness we feel. And you know, one of the cool things that's been happening in my practice is, you know, I have six of my own clients um, that I've interviewed, they chose to, I didn't twist their arm, they, um, but I interviewed them for the shit show. And so throughout the um, 12 episodes of the first season, their, their voices and their experience are woven into what I'm sharing. So other clients of mine are able to hear, first of all, they're able to get what I'm saying in the form of like, a kind of course versus like intermixed with their own personal content And so they're they're kind of lighting up around it makes so much sense And they're also hearing other people who are using very similar language because they're all in my healing world With me talk about things that they feel so deeply and there's something just so healing to be like oh really everyone's Struggles with are they enough? You know, it's not just me and you know, it's just so healing to know no dude This is the human condition and we live in a sick world like there isn't a lot of balance and health in our world. You don't have to be inherently healthy and well to be in leadership. You know what I mean? Um, or to have money. And it wasn't always like that. You and I both talked about cavemen and and a, a different older way. It's like back in the day, if you're hunting or you're living in direct connection with the earth, where there's not Uber deliver and there's not like a grocery store where you buy something that you have fucking no idea where it came from. You had to be inherently well and balanced and strong in order to contribute to survive. And we don't have to do that now. We turn on light switches and we don't even think about where it comes from or water and buy, we consume, we just want things instantly. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm not preaching like I'm not doing this. (laughs) Who doesn't love Amazon Prime? (laughs) But it's like there's no inherent well-being in our society and so of course we're all sick with this and so just the more we can just get real and be like okay how do I create this for myself how do I do the best I can with what I've been given how do I move all this shit through me with a flush that's what's up
0: Champions, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, and do me a favor, guys. Go listen to her shit um, uh, and 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 swamp her show for me because I, I think she's got a badass message. I think she's got a really cool way of doing it. You know, she you, you you've brought something to the surface that Rogue ranks up one of the most you know sex you don't talk about, money you don't talk about, and shit is something you don't talk about. So it's it's it's, a, it's it's a third one that I haven't heard thrown around. I'm so excited that you're you know you're taking this on. Um, so, so keep spreading your message and keep embracing the hell out of this. Thank so, you. so, so let's do this. Um, how do people get in touch with you, find your show, all that yeah. fun shit?
2: So there's two ways and the easiest way, the way that's going to streamline you into something where I'm going to give you, um, a free little module of work. And it also will just expose you right into the skill aspect of what I'm teaching is go to yourcorewound.com. So your core wound dot com all smashed together as they do um and there is a quiz there and you it'll take you less than five minutes and you're just gonna rank numerically a bunch of statements and then i am going to see your quiz i'm gonna look at it and i'm gonna enter it into a system where depending on what anger or what uh, excuse me emotion you need to. she was expecting
0: me to take it guys so that's why
2: (laughs) um depending on what emotion is dominant in your quiz, I'm gonna send you a little kit that will give you um, the episode that correlates to that emotion. And some of those aren't even live yet. I have no idea, Donnie, when you're gonna um, put this up, but it's actually like you're getting ahead of what's available currently on iTunes. So you'll get that episode, you'll get a list of strategies to try and a video of me kind of in my um, apartment trying to bring all of that to life. So you'll get that for free um and it'll just have you dive in and check it out for yourself and then also i make it really affordable if you want all of the emotions the truth is to really be well we do need to be able to move through all the feelings um so i there's a way where you can get that also and then the way to just hear the shit show um is to go to if it's on well wherever it is it's um healingfeelingshitshow.com now the i in shit has turned into an asterisk because in the end, you know, I had the iTunes one basically. Yep. Facebook was like, "No, you can't sponsor any ads on here," and I was like, "Fuck you!" I don't. Then I won't sponsor ads. I'm not changing my shit. And they even with the asterisk, they don't care. But iTunes, if iTunes says no, I don't yep. have a.
0: Problem. They're the 500-pound the gorilla in the room. You know, they shut my show down for six days because I had badass in one of a couple of the titles. So they're they're yeah. they're. I, I'll leave it to that. They're, they they yeah. suck when it comes to that kind of stuff. Get to the freaking you know times that we're in now. Yeah. You know, hide my show behind another firewall. The kids can't see. You know, yeah. I'm fine with that because the people right. who need to hear it will come find it. Yeah. You
2: know? So just anywhere you find podcasts, um, it's there. And I do recommend you go in order. Um, you know that's why it's cool that I'm giving you the streamlined approach to the skills because it you know people are busy and they might not have time. And I want you to be able to start.
0: How long are your episodes?
2: Um, they're pretty long. A lot of them are right around 90, or, um, an hour. A few of them are around 90 minutes. Actually, all of the specific, um, emotion, uh, episodes have 30 minutes of me doing unscripted therapy with someone that I just met. Um, and also, if people want to get involved, I'd love you in addition to sending me your gross, hilarious poop story. <laughs> um, if you want to be uh, a guest on my show, or if you want to do therapy with me that we put online,
0: Oh, I'm fucking um, in. I'll do that. I'll do that.
2: I know. I, I had that thought. That'd be fun to do with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do you can do that. And also, you can send in questions.
0: So, awesome. Awesome.
2: Healing Feeling Show and YourCoreWound.com.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. So, guys, make sure you crash the system on that. I mean, she's doing some really cool things and taking on just in a really, really cool approach. Well, Ms. Rachel, we're stacked up against it. But here is how I finish every freaking show. And I stump some people on. So, stand by. So good. <laughs> if you were going to leave the champions who listen to the show, people from, I think at this point we're at 79 countries all over the world. I don't know where else countries would be, but 79 countries. Um, Seven planets. yeah, right. Probably at this point. Um, but they're all going through their journey on their mission, on their path, wherever they're going. If you were going to leave them with a quote, a saying, a phrase, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey especially if they're stacked up against it and, and stopped up. Um, you know, you're welcome for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would be that quote or phrase you would say, remember this?
2: Yeah. There's so many that are coming to mind, but um, what is in the way is the way. So what you think is holding you back what you think makes you not enough. You need to embrace that, turn toward that, learn how to love that and it will open up the way for you into success into self-love into um self-worth which i think is the fucking bee's knees yeah that's and feel awesome. that shit or full of shit just as a side note i know you didn't say i could have to but you don't <laughs> do you shit you're full of it so don't don't do it like that you you can do better
0: <laughs> that's so awesome rachel thank you so much for doing this girl this i appreciate the hell
2: really out. fun
0: awesome awesome you no you will
1: land on your back. The ground is no place. But what you the ground do is no bro. place for champions. The ground is no place What you going to do, sis? The ground is no place for champions. You the are a glorious wonder. Place. And the ground is no place for
0: a champion or a champion. Holy cow, guys, that was some raw shit. Um, I got to tell you that, that I love. I mean, I've even gone back and listened to that episode and, and love her energy and and vibe. Rachel really brings it every time you talk to her. And I, and I really enjoy that. Hey, you know, If you haven't come and joined the Success Champions group on Facebook, you really need to dive in there. We've instituted this really, really cool thing that is just a blast and we're having a lot of fun with it. So we're calling it the Champions Happy Hour. And every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, I'm bringing in some of my past guests and friends of the show and just some other badasses. And we're talking business, life, how to get out of your own damn way. And it's all done Facebook Live. So there's no editing. There's no shortcuts or anything else. So come hang out with us in Success Champions. Go to Facebook. Go type in the word Success Champions. Click on groups and you will find the page. And then get ready for all kinds of fun content. And then on Friday Live, bring your favorite cocktail and hang out with us is we just talk with some of the biggest badasses in the world about how do you go for it? How do you get out of your own way? And how do you really go big and loud? And then if you'll do me a favor, guys, if you'll share this episode with one person, that would mean the world to me. Leave a review, leave a comment, and I love hearing from you guys. If I can ever be a help, shoot me an email at donnie at donniebovine.com. Hope to see you in Success Champions on Facebook. Keep kicking ass, guys. Go get that shit out, would you? Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in and we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows and that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking and it continues to grow.